Welcome to Massive Late Fee, the most groovy movie review show in the world. Now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. It is February... I don't know, February 19th, let's say, <laughs> February 20th, maybe. It's February. It's February 1980, and we are here to tell you all about the most groovy and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it is very not groovy, actually. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, it's 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 not hap, guys. It's no. a little... It is... It's a little lame. It's kind of lame-o, if yeah. you think about it a little bit. It was it was bad. Um, there's there's something that's that's always there's something that's always kind of you know it's got the flow. It's it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's on the groove train that we're going to talk about. What? But there's some there's some there's some news stories that are that are happening. Okay. Well, what's happening? Well. Yeah. The U.S. hockey team, guys, in Lake Placid, New York, just beat, this just just happened recently, just beat the Russian hockey team, the Soviets. They beat the Soviet Union in hockey, in the Olympic hockey. Now, they still got to beat, I believe, the Swedish to try to get the gold medal, but they beat the Soviets. They beat the Ruskies. I can't even believe it. Hell yeah. Mike Aruzioni and the, the, the U.S. hockey team. We beat those commies back. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying. I just don't care about sports. Jeez. I mean, I know. Okay, we beat the commies. Yay. But it's still sports. Sports is not Carol's bag, let me tell no. you. Not at all. No, it, sports is lame. Well, but still, this is this is big because the the these commies they think that they're all that. They think that they're they they think that they're they're cool cats. They're, but the, they're not. They're the best. Yeah, exactly. They think they're cool cats, but they're you know they're they're ah they're sicko. Right. Gag them. Gag me with a spoon about <laughs> commies. Let me tell you. Why can't we all week. just get along? Well, that's a that's a really profound statement. I thought so. That's... <laughs> but I because they're they're you know, they're the evil, they're evil, they're commies. They like communism. That's evil. I don't think anybody's really evil. Breadlines and stuff. I mean, they're just you know, they're too stressed out. And they need to relax. Oh, you think they're stressed to the max? They need to chill. I agree. <laughs> they probably do. Oh, I'm I'm stressed by this gas shortage. Let me tell you, there is like if I, you go to I try to I tried to get gas the other day. Closed, no gas. Big sign, no gas. So we have, just walk. Have to wait. I know we're we're walking a lot more now. We're taking the bus some places. But we got yeah, you get to meet, you know, your fellow humans. But it's the motor share the experience. But this is the motor city, baby. <laughs> it's we love our cars. I know here. you like your wheels. Oh yeah, I'm always 
He's cruising in the wheels. Cruising down Woodward. When that eight track player gets bumping and, you know, we're cruising down, I roll the window down and and feel the wind blowing my hair. I'm telling you. You feel like a pretty uh pretty hip dude. I feel like Farrah Fawcett. You look like Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> well, I, you know, my hair is it's I, I like the I like the length that it's got on it now. Yeah, your hair shouldn't be prettier than mine. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it is very pretty. Don't get me wrong. Well, <laughs> uh, I think I think that's about it in news, though. I mean, the gas shortage and the the big the oh the I mean, the hostages the hostages are still oh the hostages like that's nothing. I know, but if it's day. What is it? It's day like so on the news every day. They they update the day, and I'm trying to remember what day it is. I think it's day four hundred and ten or something like that. Aww. Hostages in Iran. I'm telling you, we got to get got to get those we got to get those people back. That is so long. They, the the Iranians, the Iranians, they might be even worse than the Ruskies. The Iranians. The the the. the the irrationalists. <laughs> I think it's irrational to kidnap uh, American students and hostage them. Yes. I don't know what President Carter's going to... President Carter's been trying to work with them, trying to get them back, but I'm telling you. I don't uh, know if I'm going to vote for President Carter in the election coming up this year. I think they should all just sit down and smoke a peace pipe. Right. And everything be cool. That's true. They could do that. Just need to sit down and look each other in the face. Right. I hear that the uh, Ronald Reagan's going to run <laughs> against against uh, yeah governor of California. <laughs> That's Ronald hilarious. Reagan. He was in that movie with that chimp. Can you imagine an actor being the president? Right. So stupid. Yeah. I mean, I know he was governor of California, but come on. Like California's got any real problems, <laughs> right? Too much sunshine. Bunch of nuts out there. California raisins. It's not like he's stopping any serial killers. Who's stopping serial killers? No, I'm saying he didn't. It's like, you know, there's a bunch of serial killers in California, right? Huh. That's like uh, maybe we should not go there. <laughs> well, they got a lot of money in Orange County, though. I hear that if you. I've I've heard I've heard about following some money to Orange County before. I have heard that. Who needs money though? We just need love. That's right. That's right. Peace and love. That is what we're all about here on Massive that, Late Fee. That is what is great. It's it's, it's a new it's a new decade. It's nineteen eighty. We're we're a couple months into this new decade of nineteen eighty. Let's make the eighties an extension of the seventies all about Peace and love and who cares about money? Materialism, we don't need it. Let's nope. make the 80s a material-free decade. We don't even need cars. That's right. We're not going to have any gas. I'll tell you what, in five years, someone's going to come up with a car that runs on electricity anyway because th- this gas shortage. Well, is, of course, we have to. It's got everybody bumming. Right? We're not going to be trucking anymore, I'll tell you that much. For sure. So, 
We talked. We 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 talked about. It. We saw. Yeah, we saw a television show. Cause we love watching TV. <laughs> we cuddled up and we watched. What was home when we watched, baby? We watched Three's Company. That's right. I love Three's Company. That's a good show. It's that, so funny. That John Ritter is a very funny guy. And and Chrissy is so cute. Yeah, Suzanne Summers, and then Joyce DeWitt. Yeah, Joyce DeWitt's there too. Jeez. She also has lines. <laughs> <laughs> now this episode called Jack's Bad Boy. It was a weird episode, though. Yeah, well, they they come in and Mister Furley's there, Don Knotts, and he's all you know with a shaky. Oh, you know, he's doing that extension. Remember, you guys remember a few years ago when he was Barney on the Andy Griffith show? It's like, he's, 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 he's old Barney. That's, that's what I always think of him as, uh, Mr. Furley. But he, he is in their apartment. The door's open and he's like, I I caught a burglar. He's in the bathroom. And I can't do his voice. But... It turns out it it was it was and it wasn't a burglar. I mean, it was a break in for sure. Twelve year old kid, but he was not a burglar. A little ragamuffin. Although what? he was trying to steal Jack's trophy. Yeah, that's right. He's trying to nab Jack's He's trophy. Burgling a trophy. Who burglars? Every time I say burglar, I think about McDonald's and the burglar. The ham burglar. Yeah, ham burglar. Yeah. Yo, I want to get. I want to get uh, one of those boxes of cookies that they have. And those McDonald's. are so good. Oh, especially when you get the munchies. <laughs> the bo- I could eat like ten boxes of those cookies. Oh yeah, absolutely. And get some hot cakes. Grimace. I assume. <laughs> Why do they say Grimace though? Like, I mean, the, why would you name a cute character Grimace? What is he? What is he? A what purple blob. He's the thing. He's he's the glob of grease that's on the bottom of every bag of right. Pearls. Chewed up bubble gum. That's what, what he is. Yeah. What is he? What is that Grimace? He's a monster. That's a question of the decade. What's and Grimace? I like to eat him. <laughs> I like to chew on his little purple head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> purple head. Holy. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I'll get it together. I'll get it together. <sighs> we may or may not have been uh partaking of some 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 substance before we before we came on the air here to talk to you you great folks in February of nineteen eighty. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we watched, we watched that. It's an interesting episode, though. So he's he this boy. What's it, what was his name? I can't. Oh remember God, I name. don't remember. You're asking me somebody's name. It was uh, Billy or something. Oh, I think it was Billy. Good call. Yeah. So Billy, he was he kept he was messing with everybody. It was there was a classic misunderstanding on Three's Company where. It wasn't a misunderstanding. Well, kind of, because he's like, Jack's like, oh, I don't believe you. you your, your story's changing and everything, and the girls are, oh, this cute little kid. And then he goes and, like, hits Jack in the face or whatever. The girls come in, and he's like, don't don't put me in the closet. Yeah, it was deception. Yeah, he's a liar. Not misunderstanding. But he, it turns out, so he's, and 
the the he lies and says that he's a foster kid. Yeah. And that he's being abused. Oh, yeah. And that they'd only feed him like one meal a day and he never goes outside because they make him do chores all day and all this right. stuff. And Jack knows right away that he is full of crap. Jack sees through a liar because Jack's a liar. Right. But the girls are all like, oh, let us take care of you. Because, mm. I mean, I'm sorry, that's what I would do too because, you know, he's a little boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh,. It turns out he is lying, but not the way that you think he's lying. No, no. So they're they're all like, we owe Mr. Furley a hundred bucks, or Mr. Furley keeps bringing it up, yeah. for the rent. Right. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it $100. is. A hundred dollars. So that's a lot. A lot of money. A lot. You can buy a house for a hundred dollars. <laughs> you can't buy a house for a hundred dollars. I assume. <laughs> <laughs> You're so silly. So, so anyway, they. He gives him a hundred bucks. He's like, "Hey, here, here's a hundred bucks. I got a hundred bucks for you, the kid." Right. And they're like, "Oh my gosh, he stole it from Mister Furley because he was hanging out with Mister Furley." And so they go down there and they try to they try to teach him yoga. This you heard about this new yoga craze, right? Yeah. It just started. That's a California thing for sure. Yeah, man. So I want to do it though. I think it looks cool. Yeah. Well, they're both standing on heads and stuff like that. It's all weird. I want to stand on my head. So they go in there and they're gonna they're gonna put the extra money in there, and they put it in his little billfold thing. And he's like, "I had sixteen hundred dollars in here." What? Come on, sixteen hundred bucks? He's got just lying around. His house doesn't put it in a bank, right? This guy, this guy thinks Crazy. it's gonna be another run on the bank like a few years ago. <laughs> and so, so he counts it out and it's seventeen hundred dollars. So they're like, "Oh, he didn't steal it from there." So they gave him the extra. They gave they gave him the hundred bucks. They, they cover their rent and they talk to him, and he's like, "Oh, I'm rich," <laughs> and that's I gave it. My chauffeur gave it to me, and then they're like, "You're lying again." And the chauffeur comes up. He goes, "No, he's telling the truth." I brought him the hundred dollars, and then starts explaining how this kid runs away some days, three, four days at a time, runs away from his house because he's bored. But can you imagine this rich kid? Gone for three or four. Imagine if you were a parent. I uh-uh. mean, we're we're young. Nope. But imagine if you were you were a parent and your your little boy, twelve year old boy, is running away three, four days at a time. I'd be pretty pissed, especially if his parents aren't beating him. Like you know, he yeah. Said they apparently, were, but... he's just bored. He's not getting abused. He's just like he lives in this big house and everything. He's, he's a troublemaker. Why is he in school? Right. Well, maybe it's the summer. That's my guess. Um, it's not the summer right now. Don't you think it's taking place currently? And I guess. Don't you think it's February and in the world of threes? It's hard to tell because it's California. That is true. So there's and no it, snow, and it's a set as yeah. well. But yeah, it was it was a cute What'd episode. What did you think of the episode it was overall? Just a little weird. It was a little weird. I agree. I mean, I I prefer the episodes that focus more on like funny misunderstandings with like you know when jack's like pretending to be gay but then right. he's actually dating girls and stuff there was a gay reference where he's like uh tippy toes or something mr furley calls yeah. him tippy toes mr furley's so mean well mr furley's got that that brother to deal with the yeah. brother that's always being mean to him talk about abusive relationship there right yeah he does seem pretty scared of his brother you guys gotta you gotta work out your relationships <laughs> man Right, I'm telling you, man. 
But yeah, that was Therese Company. We'll never see it again because it, you know, it aired. There's no no way to watch yeah. it again. So it's if over. you missed it, you missed it. Yeah, but that was the episode if you missed it. So you're welcome. You can feel like you saw it with little Billy. And then and then we went to the theater. Yeah, we went to the we went to the Cineplex, and we saw American Gigolo. Oh my God, did we see American Gigolo? What a fucked up movie. Dick Gear. Dick Gear. That's his name, right? Richard Gear. Richard Gear. Dick Gear. Dick Gear. That sounds like something. That should, that's what he should have cuz he was a, a, a he was a gigolo. So right, that's, right. That's what they he should have they should have been billed as Dick Gear. <laughs> this is the weirdest movie like What equipment do you use in your job, sir? Dick Gear. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of dicks. Yeah, we saw it. We saw his dick. Yeah, that's the highlight of this movie is you get to see his tiny little penis. But I mean, really, it was more like just the hair. That's what you saw. Yeah, because it's Because it's like hiding in the bush. Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It was frightened. (laughs) It was cold in that studio, let me tell you. But yeah. On that set. I don't understand why we saw so many breasts and a dick. Sort of a nub, but nothing else. Like whenever there was supposed to be sex, they would just show something else. Yeah, this is this is a movie that wants to go far, but they don't want to go too far. Right? It's I mean, Deep Throat's a thing, right? I know that's a pornographic film that you got to go to one of those seedy pornographic theaters to watch. You know, six years ago in 1974, but I I mean. We've been exposed to it. It became big. It was like a, it was, it was an underground hit, kind of. Well, I mean, they didn't need to have actual sex, but I mean, they could have no. at least simulated it, right? Well, they do kind of. There's one. No, there's that one, does not count. There's one where he's like he's fishing, like he's fishtailing on her, <laughs> and it looks like his his little nubbin is is trying to get into her navel, which maybe it would fit, I guess. <laughs> Wow. Because he's all proportionately wrong on her. Yeah, it was Lauren Hutton. no good. And then most of the, the way the sex goes is there's just like it's static shot of her legs and then her legs are bending. And then like static shock of her static shot of her static shock. It's static, shocking. Static shot of her floating in air it looks like yeah it was all like trying to be artsy but it wasn't artsy oh man let me tell you it was just weird this was a bummer of a film man oh i wish like i could have that time back to do something worthwhile it's so meandering it's so slow and, and it's like i mean i know that the pacing is not you know, the biggest thing in the world for a movie. But there's it's supposed to be a character study, but, like, I don't care about this dude, man. And I don't understand why the girl that is his love interest... Lauren Hutton. ...cares about him. Like, exactly. she gets, like, all obsessed with him and goes out of her way to be with him. And it's like, why? Like, you know he's a prostitute. See, ultimately, this story is supposed to be the story of the hooker with a heart of gold. You know, that, uh-huh. that old ditty, right? And it's supposed to be the story of that. He doesn't have a heart of gold. Well, that's the part of the problem. 
It's supposed to be that, and it's supposed to be the story of the woman that has it all uh-huh. that throws it away for love, right? Right. But Lauren Hutton, God love her, is not a good enough actress, apparently, <laughs> or this script isn't good enough to pull this off. I don't buy her as, oh, I've got everything on the outside, but inside I'm really starved right. for affection, right? I don't get that from her. And I don't get from him, I do this because, you know, I kind of have to sort of thing, and I'm good at it, but I'm a good person. Most of Richard Gere, he's been in a couple other things, but I've, I've never really seen him before. Mm-hmm. But most of Richard Gere's performance is real muted, understated, yeah, like real small. He's not doing a whole lot, and... Sometimes that works, but this this calls for more more acting than he's doing. It's like he's a handsome and that's all they're putting all their chips in that one one basket there. He's got nice hair and he's got a nice lean body. Well, and he's got a nice face and he has gentle eyes. I mean like his nose is a little you notice, His nose is a little big. His nose is yeah, it's a little you never no, notice that he's it's, yeah. I don't know. He does have a bit of a nose. Yeah. But, I mean, he's he's a nice-looking guy, and, and I think they, they rely too much on that. Yeah. this There's a lot of screen time just looking at him. This story doesn't go much. No. Like, we could tell you the story really fast, but the movie was really long. Yeah. Uh, he gets... Uh, what's his name? I can't remember. Bill Duke. Bill Duke with, with those eyes. That scene is the best scene in the movie, I'll tell you in a minute. But Bill Duke is Leon, some pimp, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, do this favor for me. Go to this, do this trick. And the guy's like, yeah, I want you to have sex with my, my wife, but I get to watch. And then he's like, do all this rough stuff, slap her around. Yeah. And he's trying stuff. to be nice about it. Yeah, that's the whole like, you know, oh, I'm a nice guy. I'll be gentle, show you what you want, all that kind of stuff. Her husband's like, no, no, hit her, <laughs> hit that whore. He says or something. Cunt. He called her a cunt. Oh my gosh. Yeah, slap that cunt. Shocking, maybe. I guess uh-huh. that's shocking for 1980, right? To use that word, not in Europe. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I I hate that word. Yeah. So yeah, that's not that's not good. Not good in these days and times. Right. I assume. But anyway, so uh, she gets killed. And then the police are like, nah, you probably did it. And that's it. (laughs) Then eventually they're like, yeah, we know you did it. We got all this evidence. And it turns out he's being framed. By by, Leon. By Leon and the husband. Because I guess the husband did it or Leon did it. Well, no, Leon's uh, new little boy toy did it. Oh, the blonde kid. At least that was, I mean, we don't really know that was Richard Gere's theory. Yeah. And then Lauren, and then he, gets, he gets put in jail, he's going on trial, and Lauren Hutton's like, he was with me. And they're like, oh, okay. And then he go, gets set free. We don't know that he got set free. Ah, he's going to get set free. Because he also killed Leon. Yeah, but they're not charging him with that. Why? They go out of their way to say, the maid saw you try to save him, so you're not being charged with that murder. Oh, really? I missed that. You're not being charged with that murder. You're just being charged with this murder. But he wouldn't have had to save him if he hadn't pushed him off the balcony. I know. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. (laughs) That's the best scene. 
is when Bill Duke, because Bill Duke, Bill Duke carries that scene too. When Bill Duke's there talking and he's like, you know why I set you up? Because you could be set up because no one gives a fuck about you. Which is true. I never really liked you that much either. (laughs) So get the fuck out. Like it's, it's sinister and it's really good. Yeah. And that, and then it culminates with him pushing him off the balcony and then changing his mind and trying to save him. He's like, I need you. What did he need him for to clear him? He wasn't going to clear you, dude. Right. I need these boots. And then he got them. Because the boots. He fell out of his boots. boots. It was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. (laughs) So that's, uh, yeah, that's that's what happened. That's the plot of the movie. But there's a ton of just, there's a whole scene with, there's a whole sort of subplot of the movie with that blonde woman that he works for too. Like his madam? Yeah. She's another one. And what is that for? Why is that in the movie? I don't know, just another person that he's supposed to think cares about him that doesn't. Like, it turns out nobody... Like, Leon's right. Yeah. Nobody cares about him, but he doesn't really realize that until the end. But see, we should have seen more people fake caring about him then. Yeah. we should. They, they, those scenes should have been written a little bit more overt to, oh, you know, we love you. And, and you know, she should have been more... Like, oh, you know, you're you're my my best. You're the best one. We, you know, you gotta. But it just I, and with other people too, people mm-hmm. at the the Beverly Hills Club that he went to and stuff. Everybody should have should have been like, we love you. But I mean, nobody nobody really said they loved him except for you know the one he ends up with, Lauren Hutton. Yeah, that's her name. She's a senator's wife. I don't know what's gonna happen there. Well, I mean, she's going to get divorced. I guess. That senator's career is whatever. Yeah. I feel kind of bad for him. He didn't seem like a bad guy. No, that's the other thing, too. It's just like he's he loves, he loves his career. He's not as attentive to his wife. So, so uh, I guess, fuck him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe, maybe Richard Gere is going to become like a boogeyman. It's like, oh, you're not paying attention to your wife? He'll get your wife. <laughs> right? That's what, there you go. That's what he is. He's a boogeyman for guys. <laughs> but yeah, terrible movie. Very, like, very bad. I get what they were doing, and I get why it's, it's there's some controversy to the movie and stuff, too, and I get that. I get why. And I get what, what the buttons they were trying to push, I guess, or I get the envelope they were trying to inch over, where it's like, oh, this is... We're going to show Richard Gere's gear. <laughs> We're going to show his rig, but they, they, it's, that's all it is. It's so, it's the movie, this movie is as shallow and superficial as Richard Gere's character. Yes. Yes. There's no, I don't see anything deeper behind it. I, I know it's trying to be, it's trying to be like, let's wallow in this character. And, but wouldn't, because he plays this so coolly. And dispassionately, I don't care what happens to him. No. I don't care if he goes to jail or not. And then the end of the movie, it's like, let's show, it's like vignettes. Let's show. Oh, God, that was the worst. It's like, here's a scene that lasts 30 seconds, and then we fade to black, and now we're back in. To another scene tangentially related that goes 30 seconds and we fade out. It was jarring. It, it, I think it's supposed to be days passing. and so I think it's supposed to be representative of the passing of time. But, man, it's lamer than 
if we saw a calendar on the wall and like you know yeah. months falling off the calendar. It's like I don't fucking get that. It was a very artless way to try to show the passage of time and 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 race to a conclusion to this movie. Yeah, I did not like. She it could at have all. said immediately, "He was with me." Yeah. When the cops came, they could have pushed Bill Duke out the window, and then they could have had a scene where cops are like, "Yeah, we're going to arrest you. We're going to put you in jail." And she and then they're like, someone whispers in his ear, and he's like, "Oh, really?" And they're like, yeah, you're free to go. And it's like, I told him I was with you, you know, or whatever. Which is a lie. Yeah, but the the other, the other the, his actual alibi was lying. Yeah, because, well, so was he really with her, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, they were so convincing, they convinced me. Because she was like, oh, you weren't with me, that was the truth. And the husband was like, I know you're lying. Because I was with my wife the whole time. But they were lying. Because they just didn't want people to know. Yeah, they they want they want to cover things up. I think so. Is I guess this is this is all about loneliness, right? Is that the is that the the theme? Is that the what we're supposed to take away that this is all about loneliness? Man, I I, I wish I could say that I thought about hey, what is the whole point? But all I can come up with is there is no fucking point. It is Lamorama. Which it's is an appropriate guy. thing for me to say, I think. I guess, maybe. I mean, yeah, all his clients are lonely. I mean, whatever. Most of them are married. Yeah, I mean, Lauren Hutton was... It's You know what it, you know what it is? It's like, you ever read in the paper, there's a section of the paper where it's all these lonely hearts, and they're like, they put ads in the paper, and they're mm-hmm. like, I'm looking for somebody, and, you know, whatever they call that. Yeah. It's like that in a movie form. Sure. All these people are like, hey, I'm Lauren Hutton. I'm, I'm, <laughs> All these people are like, hey, I'm Lauren Hutton. I'm, I'm, <laughs> everyone's Lauren Hutton in this movie. <laughs> that would be an interesting movie where it's just, it's a famous actress or actor or whatever, and everyone is that person. Ew. But anyway, so she's like, I'm Lauren Hutton. I'm a neglected married senator's wife. My husband's out of town. And I need, you know, Richard Gere's gear. He's still out of town. She does. That's two verbatim lines in this movie. And then, you know, one of them's like, "Hi, I'm whatever. I'm I'm a Swedish national flying in who needs a translator and maybe somebody to sh- show her a good time." Do you think that he really worked as a translator and a chauffeur sometimes without having sex with people? Yeah, yeah. I think he did sort of odd jobs that way. Because he knew, like, five different languages. It was weird. You know, you'd think he could have made a better career for himself knowing five different languages. Seriously. Like, go work for the UN. Right, exactly. Why don't you go get those Iranian hostages we were talking (laughs) about back, Richard Gere? (sighs) Wasting your life. I knew five languages. I'd do some shit with it. Doing bad acting. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. He could have worked for that senator. Right? There you go. And then, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. The Oh, the other thing, too. So, one of the songs featured, heavily featured in this movie is uh, Call Me by by the, the band Blondie. Oh, my God, that was horrible, too. Remember a couple of years ago, they burst onto the scene with uh, Heart of Glass, Blondie, Studio 54, all that stuff. So, 
Yeah, they what they do with this song is the, it plays at the beginning of the movie over the credits and everything. And then throughout the rest of the movie, they play it at ve- with no words, just the instrumental at varying speeds <laughs> and and with sometimes with a little distortion and stuff, but it's so weird because they'll be driving around and it's a uh, supposed to be a melancholy scene or whatever. And it's like, call me on the line. <laughs> call yeah. me. It's terrible. It what are they doing? Absolutely awful. And it's a pretty good song, but they're they're taking they're taking a hip track and they are they're dissing it. It's not good. It's no good. As the Spanish would say, it's no bueno. <laughs> yes, the Spanish would say that. <laughs> but but I'm telling you, yeah, this uh, this movie fails lots of ways. Some of the visuals are good. That's all I can really say. Some of the visuals, some of the cinematography is good. They they do some stuff with light and shadow that's vaguely interesting. But the script is a dud. Oh, yeah. It's a dog, people. It's not. Uh-uh. No. Don't. I, like, I wanted to fall asleep. Don't go out and watch. Don't go to your theater or your Cinemark and watch... American Gigolo—that's the name of this movie. Don't go see that. All right. I mean, I'm telling you, this Richard Gear, this this cat's going nowhere. The the penis is not worth it. I know a lot of people are going because they want to see a penis. It's not worth it. You, you need a microscope to see it anyway. Yeah. You need those. You need. Uh, remember, you see those those 3D glasses they got. You need 3D glasses to see it. You're a little mean. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm not trying to be that guy, but if I... You're being that guy. If my penis was that small, I would say, mm, maybe no. Maybe we don't have this scene where, I'm, where I don't have pants on, right? Well, we could do it where I don't... Where I just have underwear on, can't we? And if we're going to do this, maybe fashion a prosthetic of some sort. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe he's just secure in himself. I guess I'm telling you, he should have, he should have gotten himself a little bit excited, played around with it a little bit, or something. To, Maybe he couldn't to, in front of people and to, cameras to, to grow it a little bit more. I don't think I could. Well, you don't have a penis, but I don't think I could get excited in front of people and cameras. Is what uh, I'm you saying. Don't think so? No, you couldn't rub your uh, your nipples there and get no, hard. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was demonstrating <laughs> myself. I think you could. Ice, right? Yeah, that doesn't work on a penis. No, but you're talking about two different things, babe. <laughs> okay. I mean, let's get with the program. <laughs> anyway, that's the movie. Don't go see it. Don't go. Don't go see it. But come back. Come back to us and, and, and get some more of this. Some more groovy, groovy tapes. That's right. Next time, who knows what we're going to do or where we'll be. We'll see. All right. We will see you next time. Peace, love, and soul, everybody. Bye-bye.